You don't know what it's like around here. I want to be a good leader. I, I want to lead a courageous culture and I want to be a winning well manager, but I don't know if it will work at my company. This is not a healthy place and the people I report to aren't interested in doing things well or better, much less about not sacrificing their humanity. How do I lead when the culture is so caustic? Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. By the way, this question isn't just limited to frontline leaders or middle-level managers. We hear it from CEOs who feel that their board of directors insists on a negative or ineffective strategy. So it's a question that applies to all of us. So how do you lead in a caustic culture? It starts by reclaiming your power. You can't lead well when you feel like a victim. Feeling like a victim saps your energy and your team will sense your lack of confidence. When you're stuck wishing things were different, you can't create positive change. I've been there and it stinks. When your boss is having a bad day, they're in a bad mood, they start giving you directives that you know aren't healthy. You're like, well, if I pass that negativity and anger to my team, that's going to crush them, crush their motivation, their innovation. But you're looking at your boss and think, well, they're the boss, right? Not exactly. You can quickly shift out of feeling like a victim. And to do that, you've got to reclaim your power. There are two quick ways to do this. First, Remember that you are in full control of yourself. Your boss or your board don't choose how you act, how you treat your people, or what kind of culture you create. That choice belongs to you. They can set the goals, and they may define a frustrating process that you've got to follow, but how you engage with the people around you is always your choice. I think of it as if I'm a lightning rod. Take the harsh energy that you receive and dissipate it into the ground. Pass on the goals, objectives, and the healthy outcomes. But all the negativity, you could end with you. The second step to reclaiming your power is to ask yourself a how can I question. Some examples of these how can I questions. How can I treat my people with respect and dignity as we implement this? How can I call my team back to our values and help us to be our best selves? How can I advocate for better systems and better solutions? These how can I questions help you reclaim your power because they focus on activities that you can do. Notice that the question is not, how do I get my boss to change? Instead, the focus is on you. What can you do right now? If it feels overwhelming, find the smallest next step. Taking action, even a small action, to be the leader that you want to be will help you reclaim your power and stop feeling like a victim. So that's how you begin. Stop feeling like a victim. Reclaim your power. Next, you want to build something positive. When you're leading an acoustic culture, one of the most important things you can do is to build a cultural oasis. Think about in the desert. An oasis is a place of nourishment and peace. You can drink, rest, and resupply for your journey. 
Now think of your team or your circle of influence within your organization as that oasis in the desert of your overall culture. When people interact with you and your team, how can they come away refreshed? How will they experience respect, being seen, and treated with dignity? Sometimes building a cultural oasis isn't about overcoming a caustic culture, but finding ways to build and expand pockets of excellence. If you recall the interview several seasons ago with Jamie Marsden, he wanted to enhance their high-performance, results-focused culture and give leaders the tools they needed to invest more deeply in human relationships. Over time, he and his team built a voluntary grassroots community filled with managers from across the company who are committed to healthy people management. When I asked him for his best piece of advice for a leader like him who has an idea and wants to create change, his advice was simply this. Find the others. I love that. And as you're building your cultural oasis, you can find the others. Who can you connect with who's committed to winning well and building a courageous culture? Share what you're doing. Support one another and expand your oasis. Find the others inside your organization, in your community, online, across the world. Many leaders around the world are committed to leading well. You're not alone. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. We've got a question today that made me reflect quite a bit on my own experience. But before we get to it, I want to invite you to send in your questions. I love to answer questions and would like to use your question in a future episode. The best way to send in your question is to go to leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. You'll see a big orange button. Click that button and you can record your question. Leave us your name, tell us where you're from, and your management or leadership-related question or a question from any previous episode of the show. Today's question is from Amelia. David, I listened to the episode about getting the most out of tough feedback. And my challenge is this. I work really hard to be right and do a very good job. When somebody criticizes my work, it hurts. It's like if I did something that needed to be criticized, then I failed myself and them. And somehow that's worse than if I just let them down. For me, when I get tough feedback or criticism that's actually right, in other words, the person who is giving me the feedback is accurate, it sometimes feels crushing. How do I recover from this kind of feedback? Amelia, I so appreciate the vulnerability as well as the accurate sense of self. You've really obviously done a lot of introspection and are very self-aware and know yourself well. And this is a question that I identify with. I certainly have had this challenge in my life and career as well in that I want to get things right and I want to do a good job. And yes, when that criticism comes, it can really sting. So, you know, there are a couple of things. One is the recognizing that you are a human being and you're not perfect and you're never going to be. And I recognize that as cliche, but it's also true. And it's one of those things that Hopefully, you will be able to learn to laugh at yourself and have fun with yourself. 
and recognize that it's okay, that you don't need to hold yourself to that incredibly high standard that is somehow letting yourself down. If you have worked with good faith and you've done the things that you need to do as best you can to the best of your ability and the best of your knowledge at the time, given the constraints you had, given everything else that was going on, and you really didn't do anything negligent, then take pride in your work and recognize that yes, there will always be room for improvement, but that doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong. So getting some of that perspective is a place to start, but let's talk about the feedback that you mentioned in the second half of your question, where somebody gives you some feedback or criticism, and as you reflect, you're like, this is really true. And yes, that can feel crushing. There have been times in my, many times in my life where I've received feedback, sometimes from the strangest sources, and at first it's like, oh, that's ludicrous. But as you stop and think, you start to realize, wow, they've really got a point. And the fact that they could have a point and that you were blind to some aspect of your character or way of being that could be hurtful to other people or more arrogant than you intended or disregarding of other people's feelings, as you become aware of those things, it can really shake you. One time I received some feedback that I was being culturally insensitive in a particular leadership moment. And if you know me, that is the farthest thing from the person I want to be. I take those considerations very seriously, and it's just not the person that I want to be in the world and the way I want to lead. And as I reflected on their feedback, they were right. And I did not like what I was seeing. And as I was talking with a friend about it, he said, you know, yeah, you had a a bad day, but you learned something. So give yourself a moment to grieve the harm that you did inadvertently. You didn't mean it, but now you know. And knowing that, now you can learn from it and you can make different choices in the future. Over time, you can actually celebrate that. I don't expect you to get there today. It's you're hurting from it and your image of yourself did not match the image and the impact you were having in the world. And so there's some natural uh, disjointedness, some natural shock to the system that happens when one image doesn't match the other image. He said, so the question is, which one's going to win? Are you going to be the person you thought you were and learn and be that person now that you're wiser, now that you have more experience? and treat that feedback as a gift? Or are you gonna wallow in your mistake? And it was one of those uh, tough words of love from a friend, but it was great advice. And so from my own experience, Amelia, those are my suggestions. First is approach life with that perspective that if you're doing your best, that's all you can expect from yourself. Perfection is an illusion, it doesn't actually exist. And as you get older and go through life, hopefully you'll be able to laugh and have fun with yourself and appreciate your foibles as well as all of your strengths and gifts and virtues uh, in a well-rounded, complete package. And then second is when you get that feedback that is accurate and it shakes you up, is to pause, take a moment, allow that disjointed feeling of grief and, and agony of not being who you wish you were. It's okay to feel that. Let yourself feel it for a moment. And then go on and find the gift in the feedback that you received. How can you go through life now wiser and make different choices in the future that allow you to be the person that you wanted to be in the first place? Amelia, thanks again for this 
really heartfelt and reflective question. And I will look forward to answering your question in a future episode. Remember, just because you're leading an acoustic culture doesn't mean you have to create that same caustic culture in your team. You can create a cultural oasis, an envelope of excellence where people come to be refreshed, to get results with relationships, to experience a moment where they are seen, they are respected. Sometimes you may even transform your entire organization from the inside out. I know because I've seen it happen. Until next time. Be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.